Wow, we have an intro now. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, before we start, shout out to um, uh, shout out to John at um Fredward Mac for making that for us. Um, really cool. I'm glad we finally got it put together. Um, and put together for what better episode than after that derby win? Um, I think that needs no introduction. Um, our quick introduction. We've got Ian, Hersto, and Dave, of course. Full panel for a big win. Um, so <laughs> I'll start it off with the guy to my left, um, Ian. Um, how are we feeling? Hello. Very, very well. I mean, how well can one feel after a win like that, you know? <laughs> I mean, everything's going fine. Everything is dandy. Coppa Italia final, final stretch. Everyone's got us as their favorites to win the league, so just keep on pushing. Risto, back again for another win. Well, you know me, you know. Um, I'm here after a win. Last week was a bit of an anomaly. But, you know, I have to get someone on the strings. And actually, uh, I want someone to be excited when they see me. So I'm glad that I missed you and you missed me. Yeah, thank you for sure. Um, you put the video together, too, for the intro. Um, really off on on the fly. It was really, really great. Um, and Dave, um, got to get to explain in the background. Hey, you already know, bro. Listen, as the rumors are getting um, more and more, um, uh, they, they come out more often. And then um, we saw his performance uh, two days ago against Arsenal. He wasn't too good. They booed him when he was being subbed off. So, yeah, I'm pushing my little agenda here. Maybe we can get him on um, on a very, very cheap deal or even uh, like on a, on a dry loan that we won't have to pay anything. So, yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm, I'm doing in my, in my background right now. Dropping messages again. Still on this year's shirt. I mean, what better mm -hmm. way to have it? So, Absolutely. <laughs> where do we start? I mean, I guess we start with the win, um, obviously. But, yeah, what do you guys want to talk about from it? Um, I'll start with... Christo, since you know you're the you're the rare appearance these days, um, I want to get your thoughts. It was an amazing win, honestly. Um, I watched the game as we all did. Uh, it was a I think at the, uh, before the game started, I was nervous in a, in a sense. I thought that we would win the match, but it's still a derby. Uh, it's still. A bunch of guys that you know can play hot and cold as we've seen in the past few months um but it seems like they're on, on the right track now and they're winning uh when uh, it matters the most we saw a team that was determined to win uh, determined to uh showcase their ability and most importantly to to win the derby and to um you know help the team go in the, in the final of coppa italia uh, the day after we played, Juventus won, and I'm always down for an Inter-Juventus match, and especially for a trophy. Uh, it comes in a in a few weeks' time. We'll talk about that. But for the match uh, of, of about the match uh, with Milan, I think we played an amazing match. The goal uh, by Lautaro, the first one, was extraordinary. Um, I was excited to see him start, to see him, you know, get the ability to score. Um, and he got so many chances. He converted, you know, some of them, which is, which hasn't been uh, the case so far in the season. But he's scoring when it matters the most, at least in this match and and the same semifinal of the Coppa Italia. Uh, there are a lot of games that are very important for us uh, in the coming weeks. Everything is on our, in our hands. Uh, win every single match. You win two trophies. You know. You get the ability to not only win the league, to win the Coppa Italia, to showcase the world and the Serie A that you are here to dominate. Um, there are some amazing news about, as Dave said, with with Lukaku, at least for us. Uh -huh. Dybala rumors, you know, are um, everlasting. And uh, I don't know. I just I just like the situation that we are in right now, and hopefully, um, it stays like this because only good uh, only good things are coming because 
our matches are very easy compared to Milan's. I think I would rather play, I don't know, Udinese away than Lazio away than uh, Sassuolo away. So um, hopefully it continues. And I'm confident that we are winning the league, especially um, because it's, it's, on, it's in our own hands. So we make our destiny uh, and the schedule is not that difficult. So I'm here and I cannot hear you guys say about a thing or two about the derby. So, you know, we can latch off, uh, latch off that. Yeah, um, it's finally, you know, a win that I feel like has been coming in this this matchup. <laughs> and it was the Lautaro Martinez matchup guy that we've been on the back of for a long time here. Um, yeah. I know Dave has an affectionate name for him. So I want I want to get Dave's thoughts on Lautaro today or this week. Yeah, I mean, as we were saying on the on the latest episode, uh, the previous episode, I mean, um, Bam Bam Martinez, as I like to call him, he's a streaky player. You know, um, luckily for us, he broke his duck against Spezia, and we did say that hopefully he can go on to score against Milan and maybe Roma as well, because that's that's how he's been. You know, since he's arrived at the club, he'll he'll have three, four good, great matches where he, he seems to score everything coming his way. And then he'll have um, a couple months of being anonymous, like like we've seen again this season. So we've, we've seen good Lotaro and bad Lotaro this season. Um, but to, to focus on the match, this was probably one of his, I don't know, I'm not a guy that really remembers performances like that, but... I've tried. I've been trying to, to remind myself, but I think they, this might be probably his best game as an Inter player. You know, um, where the the first goal that finished. You know, that's at this point that's a patented Lotharo finish because he's a guy that he seems to be to, to strike volleys better than he strikes the ball when is when the ball is on the floor next to him. So yeah, he caught it perfectly. We've seen him catch him so many times and. Even though Magnan was able to get a hand on it, he would not. He was not able to stop it because that's how much power he had going on. And on the second goal, again, that was another perfect goal. Well, perfect time run, perfectly timed run. I guess from our perspective, we could say that was a perfectly timed run. But um, some others could say that tomorrow we pretty much screwed it up on this point because there was no reason for him to try to step up right there. But in in any case. Um, Perfectly timed run. He received the ball and that chip finished as well. That's not something that we're used to seeing from Lotaro. That's a guy that we know that he usually, that's why I call him Bam Bam. Like he doesn't think, he just tries to smash the ball past you and stuff like that. And he seems to find the lucidity on that second goal to just do that little dink over over uh, Mania. So that that was a world-class finish. So The composure on that goal was amazing. I just want to add that. The composure no, no. was immense. No, absolutely. And the reason why we have to keep mentioning it is because that's the complete opposite of what Lotaro is known for. Like he's a guy that, that we know usually lacks composure in front of goal. So kudos to him. Um, just like I can get on his back when he's playing playing um, uh, badly, I, I can definitely come on here and say kudos to him when he's playing well. Um, unfortunately, um, this is we know that he has all this in him. I'm, I'm not sure anybody is surprised from what they saw uh out of Lotaro, but it's it's a matter of showing it consistently that's been the issue we've had with him and um i don't know I, i'm sure right now most of us are in, on, on inter twitter or like kind of flip-flopping we're not sure if we want to sell him anymore we want to wait and see now so i see a lot of guys really changing their stance which is normal because of course um we 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 were reacting as things are happening in in real time, uh, but to finish up on on the match, uh, we can't we can't talk about the match without talking about Gosens, you know, because it's it's been um it's been a a running joke here on Inter Twitter that a uh, no matter what Gosens does, he can't play because of how how great Perisic has been, and, and right rightly so, Perisic Perisic starting with that tackle, that goal line that goal saving tackle on Kessie which led to the second goal by the way so that's a guy that every every pod we're saying we're winning the good for the team he's having the season of his life in my opinion even at Bayern when he won the treble he was a bench player he was not really that that involved in the team I think this is probably the best season we've seen Perisic play as a pro because he's consistently good 
even on the days where he was playing winger for us, he would have good Perisic, bad Perisic. But now we, we, we can almost expect him to be one of the best players on the pitch every time we see him on the team sheet. So kudos to Perisic and also Gosens, as I was saying previously. I'm happy to, I'm sure we're all happy to see him get a goal. And maybe that'll encourage him to, to, to keep working, to not get discouraged, and then know that his chance will come. So all in all, it was a great performance overall. Um, we haven't been, we hadn't beaten Milan at all all season. Um, they beat us the last, uh, the the last uh, game in the Serie A. So I wanted to get that win under our belt and to get to do it that way with a three zero that can have a, a negative effect on their on their psyche and the league. That's that's all you could have asked for. I'm sure right now they're trying to figure out what's going on. There's probably infighting and stuff like that. So hopefully, it's, it 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 just sends them into a downright um, downward spiral. Yeah, I mean, we've seen in years past that a derby loss can be the straw that breaks a camel's back for Milan. So mm-hmm. that that could be the case again. I mean, we'll have to see. And either way, you know, I mean, Inter still has to hold up their end of the deal, you know, get the job done against Roma, get the job done against Bologna. You get yeah. those two done, you're in the lead. You're really in the driver's seat then. Um, yeah. But – I want to go back to the striker's performance. I know we've talked about Lautaro, but, I mean, the guy that made it possible, at least for the second goal of his, was Correa. And, I mean, we've seen the difference that it's made having Joaquin Correa on the pitch. And, I mean, it just pays off. He keeps growing into these matches. This was the first one where he looked fully, you know, confident, like he was going to produce something. And he gets that really nice assist. I mean, he slid that ball through perfectly. I... Uh, as it happened on screen and I was watching, I was like, wow, that's a great ball from Perisic. I know he can do that, but we don't see that too often. And yeah. then I was like, oh, wait, that's Correa. And then, <laughs> I mean, of course, that's like the second counterattack goal of the season, and both of them co- have come from those two linking up. So, um, you know, it's just more more positivity to see that this team has turned a corner personnel-wise, mentality-wise, form-wise, I mean, just everywhere across the pitch. I mean, uh, Darmian started. He had a good match. Um, every Everybody else was pretty much – it was standard starters, and they all they all performed the way that we expect them to perform. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't expect us to get a goal that early. Um, that really set the tone for me, but I was also a little cautious because we've gone up in each of the last two derbies and one was a draw and one was a loss so once we got the second and especially the third i mean it was it was just cruising um you could see it in the team's body language as well um that that early goal really didn't make all the difference and you know credit to lautaro i think he's one of the two best three best strikers of the ball in this team when he gets it the way he wants it because if you give Brozovic that bouncing ball on the edge of the box, there's no way it's not going top corner. Yep. Or if you give Chalinolu the ball, you know how he wants it. Um, but, yeah, other than those two guys, um, no one hits the ball like Lautaro can Lautaro, hit it. Lautaro, I agree. Um, but well, since, since, since we're, we're kind of bouncing off each other and we're on, we're on Lautaro now, um, I, I guess um, let's, ask, let's ask the question. I'm sure everybody in the comments want to know as well. Do – how where do where do you guys stand on a possible Otaro cell? Um has the performance um affected you guys at, at in any way? Um let us know. Um for me, uh if he's gotta go, he's gotta go. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. as irreplaceable as the guys that we lost last offseason. So if he were to go, I wouldn't feel as bad as I felt when it was Hakimi going, when it was Lukaku going, even though Lautaro is one of the longer standing guys at the club i mean i could look at it and be like yeah thanks for everything you've done um you finally got those barca links again i mean if you really want to go to a team fighting for europa league that bad i mean you can go ahead but yeah i mean if he's got to go he's got to go um but you know if this is what we can get out of him consistently now i'm also very happy for him to stay because i mean what's enter without an argentinian striker somewhere I think that it all depends on what we do this summer. If we find a striker, not saying Lukaku, but like like Lukaku, of who Lotaro can play off, because we know that Lotaro is pretty pretty hot doo doo. If he if he only has like um, 
if he has to take the ball, carry it, progress it, do something with it, dribble with it, you know, because each time he has like more than two or three seconds to think, he just loses the ball, fumbles it, dribbles himself into spaces that no one can, <laughs> that he can get out of, you know. So if you find someone to do that instead of him, like Correa did against Milan, you know, just hand it to him on a silver platter because when Lothar just gets the chance to like, you know, get the ball, one touch, two touches, maybe shoot, I think that's fine. But like, if he still is like the primary striker going forward, I don't think uh, it's going to work out. But like we saw with the partnership with Korea, if Korea can stay fit, or if we can find someone else who can do what Korea does but better, that isn't injury prone. You know, that's um, that's a whole nother discussion on who to sell this summer. Then, uh, then I think Lautaro is um, off the table for me for that. But like I said, all depends on who we recruit. I don't think one game can change anyone's perspective and we shouldn't be, you know, prone to that because there are a lot of players that we can get that can produce like 12 to 15 goals a season in Serie A. You know, uh, we are known to have great strikers and I don't think we should settle with anything less than that. Uh, I think Lutaro has the ability. I think we can all agree and he has had the ability to be one of the best strikers in the league and more than that. But so far, he hasn't showed any uh, any signs, at least this season. He's been scoring goals against smaller opponents. And with the exception of this game, you know, he was bullied by every single defender that you can consider, you know, great, let's say. So um, it all depends on on the on who we can get with that money. Um, I fully trust Beppe, and I think they will make a great choice and uh, a great decision uh, in the summer, whether he is able to be sold or not. Um, but the price that I've seen going around was 60, 70, 80 million. You know, that's a lot of money uh, post-COVID era. Uh, I think we can get someone to replace him. And I've seen some reports uh, in the past few days that uh, Dybala coming is not linked to Lautaro living, but instead to Sanchez living, which, you know, Sanchez has like 7 million uh, season salary uh 10 million euros per season and that's a, quite a lot of money and we've seen the ball you know ask for eight to ten million so you pay let's say the top price um would be 10 million a season and you get an amazing player for that money uh you know i like the uh, i'm not like over the moon with that because he is injury prone uh he has been in the past few years but lautaro living has a lot to do with who's going to replace him and I do trust Pepe, and if, if uh, let's say, Atletico or Barca are willing to pay that those 80 millions, you know, good luck to him. We, bro, we survived without Lukaku this season, and Lukaku was e fucking immense for us last yeah. season. He was the most crucial player that we had. And I we, mean, we'll, we'll probably win the league without him. So everyone is replaceable, as Mike said, but. I do trust the board to make decision for not everyone, us. not everyone. There are still irreplaceable guys in this team, but yeah, stri yeah. striker wise, striker wise, yeah, hundred percent. But like, uh, Skriniar, um, uh, Bro Brozovic, uh, those guys can't go. Yeah, I agree. Barella either because he he does a lot, but um, I'm I see most of us where we're on the same page. Ian is is waffling a little bit. Talking about um, depending on who we we replacing them with, who we find, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I guess I'm I'm on the same page as well. Um, the the match two days ago against Milan, if anything, the way I I, I joke saying it, but the way I feel is, if anything, it, it, it was it's raising its price to me, you know. But if we can get a team um, like Arsenal, Tottenham, Atletico, I don't even say Barcelona anymore because the whole Barcelona thing was because he wanted to play with Messi, and that 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 sip has has uh, sailed, you know. So pretty much those three teams, as I, I said, Spurs, uh, Arsenal, and maybe Atletico, if they can come seventy or plus, we can make something happen and um, bring in the Bala. And for those saying. Um, I know, I know. I saw that report as well, saying that um, DiBala would pretty much be a straight replacement for Sanchez. I just can't see it, especially in our um, financial situation. Sanchez being on um, on the bench as one of our most or highest paid players that was an anomaly. That was something that I'm sure that the board can't wait to get rid of 
you know, so we're not going to repeat that again. We're not just going to bring another guy as a top five earner just to be a rotational player. So I think maybe they see it as an opportunity to fix the wage bill a little bit, you know, um, send Sanchez away, bring in Dybala on his wages and make Dybala a starter. That's what I would see. If anything, I probably they probably bring a, a, a cheaper backup. That's that's how I picture it. Um, if I can have it my way, we'd probably have Lutaro, uh, Lukaku and um, Dybala starting um, as our strikers next year. You know, and that's that's a pipe dream. I know what Lukaku looks like. I know what he hasn't been good, but I feel like the same situation. Come back to Italy after all the banter that, that he's had to deal with, after all the abuse, fully motivated, wanting to prove a point. We could definitely, uh, we could definitely um, benefit from that. So yeah, that's that's personally my pipe dream. Nothing personally wrong uh, against Lotaro, but we let's let's be honest here. We're adults. We understand the situation of the club. We've been told that we're we're probably gonna have to make a sacrifice. So um, yeah, Lotaro is gonna have to be it because um, the variety is probably not gonna be enough, and I'm not willing to sell anybody else. Just one question. They, uh, like I want to go around the table. What what are the chances of uh, Lukaku coming back to Inter, either alone or like? I, I just want to hear your opinion. Uh, the chances of him coming back to Inter. I mean, it's not like we any of us we're not we're not sources or anything like that. We don't know like we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on. But I feel like is it's I used to say it as a joke as far as Benter Benter goes. Like, yeah, you left us. Now look at you. Like, we don't even want you back. Type of shit. But now it's looking very, very possible. It's very, it's looking very likely. Well, well I'm not gonna say very likely. It's, it's, it's looking doable. It does look like we're gonna hold all the cards because uh, <laughs> the, every minute they play Lukaku is is the leverage slipping out of their hands and into ours. So we're we're just gonna let them know. Hey, listen, this is a guy that clearly is not working out. He's he's disgruntled. That he's not getting along with his teammates. It's a big wage. If anything, let's work something out. Get him away from the squad for a year or so. We'll pay the wages and we'll sit down after that year and see if we could work work on a on a deal. And I feel like that would be perfect for us. That's that's my hope of what happens. And of course, uh, there's no way we, we we do that all the time. We picture stuff, we imagine stuff, and then it doesn't happen. But that's that's my personal hope. But is the whole thing with Lukaku that Chelsea can't sell or loan or do any business at all until the Abramovich situation is is resolved? And honestly, yeah. with the reports, I can't see that happening anytime soon because they had the buyer, then the buyer left, then they have. I think a tennis player and someone else trying to buy it, but they don't know now as well. So the whole situation of Chelsea is messed up. I just yeah. can't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, you're right. But I, I guess I'm kind of assuming that it's going to get resolved before the summer. You know, I, I, as no, as much as I've been, they've, they've been punishing Chelsea. I think they would be very messed up if they put them in a situation where they can't even do any ins and outs in the summer. So hopefully I think this is going to be resolved in the, by the summer so they could actually mess with the squad a bit. Yeah, you know, for me, um, when the rumors about Lukaku leaving to Chelsea were coming around, I was like, nah, there's no way this happens. There's no way. This yeah. is like, this is impossible. What, what are they talking about? It's too late in the transfer window. He doesn't want to leave. And I was wrong. So... I I have no no grasp on how any kind of deal works with Lukaku with Chelsea. I mean, that's a guy who seems to be pretty erratic in his career decisions and a club that is very erratic in their business decisions. So, I mean, anything could happen. I know it's even more of a fluid situation like Dave mentioned and Ian that um Chelsea are, you know, in flux um ownership wise so mm -hmm. i think everything's still on the table i think that's about the best way to put it um i think if it's if it's something that can be done i i i'm pretty confident that beppe morato is going to go out there and try to do it um if it's not uh it's not going to be forced because why force it i mean just looking at the recent games so this season he played 21 games, started 13 in, in the Prem. Um, uh -huh. He hasn't scored since scoring away at the FA Cup against Middlesbrough. 
on the 19th of March, and before then it was Luton Town again FA Cup on the 2nd of March. Do we really? Do we really? Um. Yes. Who would you rather have fucking Skamaka? Then I'm, I'm not thinking about anyone else. I'm just trying to address the Lukaku thing. I mean, look, he has proved to be an amazing player for us, and that was like what fucking ten months ago, not even. Uh, so yeah, I, like a, no, a bad season at a club that you know struggles, and he doesn't fit in the league. I, I don't know why he's trying. Like, I know that he's saying, "Oh, I will play for Anderlecht to end my career. I want to play for Real. I want to play for Chelsea and Inter." Mm-hmm. You're a professional player. Go whatever, do whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, if you want to come back to Inter or to Milano or to Italy in general to regain your form, like we signed Hakim and sold him after a year, same with Lukaku, yeah. like two years, he can help us and we can help him. It's a beneficial thing. As much as yeah. I want him to stay for three years and dominate, if he wasn't, if he don't want to do that, just sign him dominate for a year win the title again with that you know the, the publicity the money you'll get a, as a club and he's not injury prone he can play 40 games or 38 games a season yeah so yeah, absolutely. i'm down for that i don't give a fuck come for a year regain your form fuck off no, In that time, we can we can get some money and you know sign a, a striker next season See, yeah he's been just yeah, go on, Dave. Hold on, hold on, Lincoln. Um, Ian. But yeah, I, w- I wanted to piggyback off that before I, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, like you're saying, um, uh, Risto, I agree. It, when you look at the the alternate uh, options, it's like Skamaka. Okay, again, I'm a big fan. I see the talent. Big six five guy, twenty three year old, uh, super technical. He could shoot the ball very well. But then again, like he's still stuck at 13 goals. You know, Lukaku, like looking at Lukaku's stats since he started be- becoming a starter, he's only had one season or two seasons where he hasn't scored 20 goals this season and then his second season at Man U. So that's something that you it's a guarantee, guys. Like, and okay, I'm I'm sure we don't want to take that L, but I think it's obvious at this point that our league is much lower level than the, than the Premier League. So yeah, if if it comes for him to come to a lower level league, farmers league, whatever you call it, for him to to to, to regain his form and and bully bully the farmers, then hey, let us benefit from that. You know, so that's 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 where I'm at. Now, if we had somebody else lined up, like a for example, um, I'm just saying, right. It's not, not, it's not like I'm, I'm even a big fan of his or Haller, for example, a guy that you know he's in his prime. He's, I know Risto. I'm not a big fan, but I'm trying to make a point. He's in his prime. He's scoring 20 plus goals a season. He's firing. Okay, I'd probably be like, okay, you know what? Let's go for the guy that's firing right now. It's not a reclamation project. We would not have to really baby him, get it, uh, nurse him back into shape or whatever. But if the alternate, if the alternative is um, Skamaka, a kid that. It's still gonna take mad work. We 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 were projecting that he will be one day a twenty goal scorer, but we don't know because he's never done it. I mean, I'll go with the guarantee any day. But go ahead, Ian. I, I hope you didn't forget what you were saying. The only thing that bothers me is like, okay, so we had Conte who has been changed to Lukaku for God knows how many years, and mm. we also had Pintus, the coach, the fitness coach, who made sure that we basically had zero injuries. Um, Lukaku got injured at the end of October and basically the whole November he played one game in that time, I think. I was just looking that up now. For Chelsea? Um, for Chelsea. Um, and he hasn't really been the same since. He's, he scored against Luton Town and Middlesbrough with no disrespect, but like, come on now. Spence but guys don't look, level, you know? If, if the interboard or anyone who's deciding on, on signing for a certain player, if they are confident that they can, uh, you know, regain uh, the form that Gosens had so far, uh, Gosens has been injured since September. That's a whole season, basically. He's not able to start a single game even right now. And he's still regaining form. And if they're confident that they can bring Gosens back to life, like, what's the problem with Lukaku then? I Like, 
Gosens was still in great shape and great form before his injury, though. Like Lukaku wasn't. Lukaku scored like fucking 60, 70 goals for us just three months before uh, Gosens got injured. Gosens got injured at the beginning or the end of September and we signed or fucked Lukaku off like a month before that. So that I, yeah, but Lukaku, I don't this think this whole season has less than 10 goals. He has so? five in the league. Uh, uh, doing the Champions but, League. You know, that's only and beneficial to us. If he was scoring 20 goals, there wouldn't be we wouldn't be talking about us signing him on fucking loan after we sold him for 120 last summer. Yeah. Wait, like, let this me is let... a fucking golden ticket. A once in a lifetime opportunity. I wanted to jump in on this real quick for the comments that are um I mean it's it's a fair point. We don't have Conte anymore, we don't have uh Pintus anymore. Fair, but it's not like Lukaku was a bum or wasn't unknown before he worked with those two guys. Again, he was a monster at, at Everton. He was a monster at West Brom. You know, so we know we know what it is. And again, we know the quality of our defenders. Um, I have no like sometimes you're watching the game and you could literally see if you plug in Lukaku in this in, in the spot of Deco, we could have a goal there. Just put a gun that a guy that could run, put a guy that that that, that actually could dribble, do his little step overs or whatever. Listen to me. I guess that's why I'm I'm so vehemently like for it is because I think to me is it would be a layup if the guy is motivated and he is he does want to come back. We 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 seen what a motivated Lukaku, Lukaku is. He's a guy. He's um he's full of himself. He thinks he belongs in that top five category. I guess now it's proven that he's he doesn't belong, but he still thinks he does. Let him think he does and let him come and try to prove it and. I, I say it again. We're just going to benefit from it. Just and, to be clear, oh, I'm for, not for against Lukaku. No, go ahead, bro. I'm not against Lukaku. I'm just worried that we're going to get burned on this idea or fantasy of the same Lukaku returning to us when he's been struggling physically and <laughs> mentally. You but know, don't you go on, Mike? Okay, to me, I think he could still be, you know, a guy that can contribute in this area. Because just because of you know the way that Syria defenses are set up, the way that he can get in behind them, the way he just slings defenders three quarters of the way across the pitch when he wants to get to where he wants to get to, he'll still be able to do that. Um, if we get him though, I would want him to have a full preseason at Inter to learn what Inzaghi wants, to get back into that fitness, um, to understand whoever his partner is going to be if it's not going to be Lautaro. Um, I would need all of that before I feel like he would be the player that he was before. He can do it, but it's going to take work. And it's going to take a proactive deal to happen. Um, if we rush it at the end of the window because Chelsea can't find anybody to take his, um, just take his playing time, um, I feel like it may not go as well, at least in the first few months. I think... I think... Even a bad version of Lukaku, or at least a worse uh, version of Lukaku than he was uh, last year at Inter, is still a better player than any striker we, that is available for us on the market. Because we have to make, like, what was the report? Like 50, 60 million, I think? Great point. Great and point. I had to... I'm sorry. I, I was... Um, I was taking care of some business. I had to run... I ran across the room to come agree with you. Great, great point. I agree. Like, even the version of Lukaku we're watching right now at Chelsea, he's better than, than any Zeko. available striker for us. And and every in any realistic option Target. for us, you know. Yeah, even if we sell Lukaku or sorry, a Lautaro for like eighty million, let's say we are we can we are able to. Ju I'm jumping from one point to another. My point was that. Uh, if we sell Lukaku or Lautaro, we cannot sign a player for that same amount of money. Just like it was the case with uh, Hakimi. Mm -hmm. We sold him and we signed 15 million uh, Dumfries. Dumfries, yeah. So let's say we can sign uh, like a striker that's worth 30 million. Who's available in the market? Fucking Raspadori is worth 50. Yeah, give us some names in the comments, guys. Give us some names in the comments. So that's my main problem. Like, I'm down for selling him, but if that means. 
you know, signing a proper player or some unknown Argentine that I have seen yet, some wonder kid. You know, I, I, I'll say it again. I trust the board, but I think, as I said, a bad version of Lukaku is still a better version than any other striker that is available for us on the market. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 perfect in in the perfect world, the perfect scenario would be we get him on a two year loan, you know, um, and I'm sure he'll he'll come good and we'll benefit from it. And let's say that he doesn't. By the time two years come, I'm sure there's gonna be the next hyped up young Italian kid that everybody is saying is the next best thing that we could we could we could go after. Players pop up like players pop up every every year, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And especially strikers. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we we all we all agree that you know it's harder for us. I think we all agreed, and we spoke about that at least on Twitter when there was a debate for um, Hakim. Oh, sorry, for Skriniar and in Dombele and whatnot. Like it's much harder to find a uh, an amazing uh, defender than it is to find a. Know, average um, midfielder, and I was oppo- I was opposing that idea from the from the get go, and it shows like this comment uh, by Sean, which he says, um, and then we miss out on a pers- uh, prospective striker uh, because Belotti will have a new team. I don't agree that Belotti is a prospective striker, especially not in the past fucking three years. He hasn't been relevant, and in that time, Fratesi, and uh, you know, went from being a kid to sign for Juventus and Inter. So three years in Italy or in football in general is a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, Scamacca. we don't even have to say Fratesi. We could say the guy that in question, Scamacca. Who was talking about Scamacca around the same time last year as a potential player for a top team? No, he had a couple flashes. We're like, oh, that's a guy that, yeah, but he went to... He, he wasn't, went to, he wasn't even we were, starting for Genoa, bro. He wasn't. And and the thing about Skamaka, I remember it quite well. The, the talk about him, like, yeah, big, talented guy. But, yeah, he went to Holland and failed. He did see that, you know. But nobody was talking about him. That's how fast it happens. That's how fast you could rise and how fast you could sink. Remember uh, when that kid, the 17-year-old kid in Serie B? No, 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 no. Luca, I think his name is. Lorenzo oh, Luka. fuck that guy. That guy, uh, yeah. I thought you said Pellegrini. He was a 6-7. Oh, he scored a couple goals. Everybody was yeah. on his dick to a point where people were even talking about he's about he's about to sign to Juve. Maybe Mancini should give him a call. And then guess what? Kid, kid hasn't scored. He hasn't scored since, and nobody's talking about him. That's how football works. I know. I understand the feelings. Uh, the feeling of uh, potentially missing out on the prospect that you felt you're falling in love with, but. There's going to be another one. Right now, Lukaku, I feel like he's still a guarantee for what we're trying to do. We're in a situation now where, let's be let's be even more honest, where Milan are about to get um, um, purchased. They're about to work themselves into a better situation than us. We can't be looking at prospective strikers that we could, we, we're going to work on for a couple of years. We're in a win-now mode. I feel like we should secure this Scudetto this year if we can, and then see if we can win it again next year before the money start flowing in because if the news is true then soon there should be building a building up a team that is going to be challenging us much 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 closer than they are right now yeah um now we're taking the turn to milan getting bought which is true um it's just a little scary to think about because i'm I'm used i'm used to those guys kind of fumbling around yeah, let's talk. Let's 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 talk on it because um I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but um shout out to Uncle Sharma. We we shout him out about every episode. He had a, a question for us when we asked him the topics that they wanted us to discuss today, and Uncle Sharma's question was pretty much how do we feel about uh, Milan's purchase? How do you how do you guys feel like it would affect us? And pretty much your thoughts on it. What do you guys think? I mean, I've seen that. You guys um, in the comments as well, please. I've seen that these um. These guys that want to come in and buy them aren't necessarily like coming in like the way that, you know, the Qataris came in on PSG or, or anything like that. I mean, it's it's another like fund that is very similar to what Elliot is for Milan right now. So, I mean, 
Um, I could see them, you know, of course, getting, you know, that first influx of new cash where they're like, all right, you know, we just bought you. Go buy yourself something nice. And they get a couple of nice players that first window. Maybe they stick. Maybe they have a Jao Mario, Gabriel Barbosa situation. Who knows? But Bro, they had the same situation with, uh, with Andres Silva and um, they bought like 250 million uh, euros worth of players. Worth of players, yeah. Yeah, if yeah. there's I one mean, play, if there's one team that I trust with uh, with money as a, as a, as an Inter fan, that is Milan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not just how much money you have; it's who's spending it. I mean, if you've exactly. got guys like Beppe Morota spending your money, you know you're you're in good shape. If you've got guys like uh, Mirabelli. And Fasone is spending your Faso money. Bene. Yeah, Fasobelli is spending your money. Um, you're you're not you're not getting the bang for your buck. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with her still there. Here's here's my here's how I feel. Um, um, I don't feel much different than when they were getting bought by Elliot. Um, because exactly like you said Mikey um what from what I've, I've heard it's not like a fund that's gonna come in like okay we wanna we wanna go and we're, we're passionate about football we want to pump in as much money as we're allowed to just to make Milan great again and just we don't care how much profit we make or if, if we don't make profit because PSG and um city they were running out at a loss and in, in, in the beginning because of all the transfers and they were they weren't really bringing in that much money but from what i'm hearing they they are pretty much similar to elliot and um they just want to they just want to invest a little more i don't know if that 300 m if it's true because that's something that we would definitely need to be worrying about because it's not the same thing like you mentioned um mikey with uh faso belly where they could come in and just you see them shopping from players all over the place where it doesn't really look like they have a, a direction. They're, si they're signing Bonucci from Juve out of nowhere because Bonucci was unhappy, uh, you know, stuff like that. This time they, they they have a project. They've had a project for two years now. We see we see their plan. We see what, what they've been doing. They've made sacrifices to stick to that project by losing um, Hakan, by losing... Um, Donnarumma, and they're about to lose Kessier as well. You know, so they they have a direction that they're going to. So, if, what do you if, think is that direction? What's the what's the main point of that direction? Because um, I think losing like five of your best players in a team that's a fucking mm -hmm. half of of the starting eleven for free, and every single yeah. one of them was worth at least thirty to forty million. That's like that's inexcusable. Any other uh, no, no, any other sporting director would have been sacked by now. Yeah, I mean right, the only upgrade or any or not even upgrade, but player that has performed on the same level as the guy that left for free has been Magnon. Yeah, and nobody saw that coming. But to answer your question, Risto, their their direction they're going they're going in is they're going for young, super talented players with upside. They've been doing that with with a situation where they can't spend money. Now, if if they can spend money now, then they could probably still go for the same the same the same profile but they'll have money to get the best in the world like for example if they get um Nkuku, that's a guy that i feel like it, he, he can definitely impact them because it's a guy that's what 30 plus goal goal contributions in the season right now uh something like that is there's a different there's tiers to players when when you could get a b-rated player a b-rated youngster like okay maybe he blows up maybe he blows he doesn't that's different than when you have money and you could get an A-plus rated youngster and you know for but, sure that's that's a crack. Who, who's the player that you are, like, at Milan who's like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking A-tier talent? Like, um, what, I mean, what, if their project a, is signing oh, young players... I, 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 can, I, I can tell you, bro. I mean, Leao is definitely an A-tier talent. Okay, besides him. Now, let's say he's oh, the hold on, one. hold on, hold on. Tonali is an A-tier talent because Tonali is 21 years years old still, okay? Tomori is an A-tier talent, okay? Uh, you know, no, listen listen to what we're saying, A-tier talent. We're not talking about work. We're not saying they're world-class players or world beaters, but when, you look at, looking, when you're looking at their talents and their age, 
yeah, those guys are A-tier talents and those are guys that could potentially become world-class players if they develop uh, the right way. So, yeah, um, I said those two, one, two. I'm, I'm not that sold on Kalu yet because it's still early. But those three. And Teo as well, you know. So they have five A-plus, a I mean, A-tier talents. Guys that could become big players in the world. So yeah, we gotta show respect to their project. And that's the only thing that honestly that worries me a little bit. It's like, damn, how about if now they they can go and get the best youngsters in the world now? You know, like because nobody was expecting Kalulu to start playing well. Tomori was a Chelsea throwaway, for example. Teo is a Real Madrid. Whoa, throwaway. Come on. So, he was not a throwaway. Like 35, they paid like 30 million for him. That's not a throwaway. We haven't Not spent Chelsea, twenty million. I mean, it is a throwaway because because at, at the end of the day, I'm I'm sure I'm sure like they're regretting it now because they're about to lose two of their their center backs in Rudiger and in Christensen. But yeah, it was a throwaway. Yeah, they let them leave and Aspie as well. Yeah, and they let them leave because they felt like they were fine in that position and they had better players. So yeah, I guess that's why I call it a throwaway. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was my long-winded way of saying, yeah, that's how I feel about Milan. I feel like so far we got nothing to worry about. Clearly, clearly, we saw two days ago on the pitch we're still the superior team, and with, if the rumors are right, we we might yet even improve this team in the summer. So I feel like in the immediate future, there's nothing really to worry about. But in five, six years, they 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 should they they should be um, starting to, to pay dividends. But look, like I think, like football sport in general is is very, you know, interchangeable, um, and there are a lot of value variables. Um, if it was any other sporting director other than Maldini, he would have been sacked by now. Losing Donnarumma, uh fucking. Well, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. No, I don't think so because because he's he's he lost them in line with what his bosses want. You know, you know what I mean? Like, his boss is pretty much telling him, offer this guy this amount no. and, and don't go I, further than that. So it's pretty much him saying, okay, you know what? It's, I don't... I don't I have, Dave, 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 I absolutely agree with you. But he said that he was living like two years before he actually left. They knew that. It wasn't a secret. Like, we were talking about signing Donnarumma as a free agent like yeah. two seasons ago. And we were all saying like, Donnarumma will be a free agent next year. So we should prepare to, towards that. Juventus was preparing towards that, and they're not able to, you know, communicate with the player. So it's, I mean, it's it was like, um, so go on, go ahead, go ahead, because because um, like Donnarumma is one of those players, mm. right? Who who are the was that that left? Uh, Kessie. Kessie is going to leave. Yeah, to Barcelona most probably. If they would have sold him like two seasons ago, how much money would have would have they gotten? Like 30, yeah. 40 at least? Yeah, yeah, at least. Hakan as well. Same he thing. came to Inter and most probably would win the league. Those are at least three world-class players, no matter how much we can agree on one or another. The stats is one thing. He wore the number 10 for a reason at such an important club. And he was an amazing player for what they had. Like they are overperforming for a few years now. Giroud is not going to last for more than uh, this season. Ibrahimovic is already gone, like last season. I don't know why they even extended the contract. Alexis Salem fucking Makers is starting. And Messias, fucking railroad workers. Come on. <laughs> no, okay, listen. But it's so inspirational. I hear, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. I hear you loud and clear, but you've, you've literally pointing out the, the holes in that squad. Milan, in my opinion, they're like they're four starters away from really giving us issues. And then we are four starters away from winning the Champions League. First, you know, no, four no, starters. No, 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 no. Come on, Mike. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, you know me, bro. I, we can definitely get into it. I got time. So, okay, let, let's talk about Milan first, and then we talk about us. Milan, I feel like, I don't know. Um, they they say that they already got Botman, who's a top talent top, top talent as a center back. No? No, Ian? Okay, let's... Botman's not confirmed. It's not? Bot, I mean, no. 
but the rumors Fabrizio Romano is saying that is is close. Okay, let's assume. Okay, let's assume. It, let's assume. Let's assume. Okay. I, okay. However, you guys feel. Let's assume for the sake of argument, right? Okay. They okay. get Bot. They're gonna have Botman, Tomori, um, Theo on the left. Okay, so let's say they need a right back. So that's one of the players they need, right? Their double pivot is set. Tonali and Benacer, they're they're more than good enough. Benacer is more than injury prone. Like he can play every. Uh, he's we're like talk, the Dolgian uh, Sensi. We're talking about so we're I, talking about starters, but the, but the, but this season he's been he's been he's been pretty good at, as far as the injuries. He he has missed some some time, but better than the season before and all that stuff. But we're talking about the starters, so said, right? So there. I guess I'll hold up the stats. Just give me three seconds. <laughs> Go ahead. So yeah, their double their double pivot is fine in my opinion with Tonali and Benacer, right? Their left, their left wing is fine with Leao. Okay, so they need a ten, they need a a nine, and they need a right winger. So four this four starters right there. And if if we're talking about three hundred millions, you don't think that could be solved with three hundred million? Come on, Risto. Let's be honest here. I feel like if they can get quality players at at those four positions that we mentioned, it's it's not about the money. Like Mike pointed out the best way, it's not about the money. It's about who's going to spend that money. Like we're yeah. talking about a club that has spent so much money on like waste players, both for Inter and for them. They are not able to spend well, money. No, no, not, Ma, not, 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 not Maldini and, and Masara. Come, come on. What you talk, oh, you're still on, talking about, you're talking about stuff that, that happened three years ago. Restored. We know who's in charge right now. We know who's spending the money, and we see how they spent it. So that's what we should go by. If you're still stuck on the money that they wasted. It's not the same guy in charge. It's a whole different team. That's what I'm saying. I wish. I don't. I, there's nobody out here that would love for them to get the money and blow it for me to make fun of them. But let's be realistic here. You know. So just who? How many players do you think are inter away from being a world class team or? You know, on the same level. If Milan needs four, how how many do Inter need to be a world class team? A whole uh, bench. I mean, I didn't say I didn't say I didn't say Milan for Milan to be a world class team. They needed four. I said for them to really be competing with us. You know, so a team that you could expect to win the league. That's what I meant. But if we're talking about us, for us to be world class, I think we need. If we could have Lukaku and the, I mean Lukaku and Dybala next year up up top. Um, I feel like Hakan's position we can do better there, and also Dumfries' position we can do better there. Then, yeah, we have a world class team, so I'll say three three players. We're three players from depth. having a team, come on, yeah, All right, so, yeah, so yeah. Mean... three players plus depth away from having a team that we could say, yeah, we could win the Champions League. Free, only free, three starters. Three, st three, three starters? starters, yeah. Because I mean, uh, the back three. I mean, unless you're talking about adding Bremer, which I feel like is pretty likely to happen. So Agreed. let's say Bremer's added. Onana's still, already in. So still, we're not counting on. those. Not counting those two. So we're counting on, the outstanding on. issues. Hold on, hold on. I, we can't count Bremer as a. I don't know if we could count Bremer as an upgrade over the Vry. I mean, I feel like they're the same level of player. Well, even the right. Okay. Right. Okay. Like, even better. I mean, that's interchangeable. That doesn't matter. It, it, exactly. So I, I feel okay. like our center so, backs already fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't I you mean, think Bremer has will, would would be an upgrade on the Vrai? It'd be a different profile. <clears throat> he wouldn't be the elegant ball player to carry the ball out of defense that the Vrai is. You know, the Vrai is the link up between the goalkeeper, the midfield, and then sometimes the attack. Bremer. Is he mm -hmm. that, that type of player? I don't think he is. So if, if you want to, Bremer, Bremer is is more like what Skriniar looks like when he plays in the middle for us. Like a I think, I think just remember the conversation. I think, as Mike said, Bremer, I think, is, you know, almost a certain uh, inter... I think the right will leave the club for uh, a Premier League side or... I don't know Barcelona or someone like that, um, and I think Bremer will be like I just had the feeling. I have the feeling. I I, I think me and you I actually agree, Dave, that mm -hmm. he has the same like stature as Kudibali has. Like he has something that is an X factor. 
I don't know what yeah. that is. It's just the composer, the comp- like the composure that he has as a player. Mm-hmm. And like the other players are afraid of them. At least in the in the past like three months, he has been the best defender in Serie A, without a doubt. No, I and I think he's the next big thing. He has been amazing last season, and this season has been even better. We changed, we signed Screener after he received like what was it? One of the like he was among the worst transfers uh, for Sampdoria, and he mm-hmm. has been the best defender that we have had in a long time. So. A defense uh, with Skriniar, uh, Bastoni, and Bremer, uh-huh. with Bas- Barella and uh, Brozovic as as anchors in front of them, uh-huh. no one can, can compete with that. Like no one. Okay, but make make your point. So, how many New players are you saying that we? Yeah. New strikers. That's it. I, I that's if you consider Botman as an Inter player or as a <laughs> as a Milan player, I would say Bremer. Even more sure will be uh, an Indian player than only the two, the two strikers. No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm I'm confident about. It. So you're saying that if we get two strikers, where we're a team that could already compete for the in the Champions League, or I mean, of course, go further. But we're talking we're talking about competing to win it. Like, Com- look, uh, I think going um, further in Champions League uh, is a goal, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a very situational. Um, environment, especially the Champions League, because like we saw Tottenham, you know, they barely beat us, and they reached the the, uh, the Champions League final. That's a very good they point. played like Ajax and like bump teams that don't have like three quality players. It's just pure luck. They did beat City though that season. Like yeah. one team out of like four, that's like yeah. a golden ticket. If they, if there was if that was us, we would have been playing City. Barcelona, Real Madrid, and then fucking I don't know, Liverpool. It just like hey, we beat Liverpool one nil away with a dead Alexis Sanchez who got a red and an out of form Lautaro. So I do That's think true. that, as Mike said, like the bench is the most important factor. Like two starters, two attackers. If we sell um, Lautaro, and then just focus on the bench because. I just cannot watch Gallardini and Vecino and Vidal come in off the mm. bench. It's like, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, not even the bench in general, just the the midfield options off the bench. And I guess it's encouraging because we've we've been hearing a lot of rumblings. It's well, they Inzaghi all but guaranteed that we are going to bring in a Vice Brozo in the summer. So hopefully, it's a player that we all like and agree on. We've been linked to Fratesi all season, so that's probably a guy that hopefully he does come in. And we we need another guy on the left um, to compete with, with with Hakan, a creative guy. I personally, I would love for us to bring in Ceballos on the on on the, on the loan type of deal. Um, and matter of fact, um, what do you guys think about um, Lilian Turam's son? Because that's the latest rumor that that came out. I don't know anything about him. I've seen some uh, yeah, I have no clue. I know he's at like Nice or somewhere and I think he's what like 19. I mean, that's just Agume number 2, I guess. Um maybe we're looking at selling Agume this summer. Maybe no, that's... I fucking forgot about Agume, bro. Yeah, he's it's, fe- it's very possible. It's very possible, Mikey, because um Marseille like him, Lyon like him and there, there were rumors that if we could get anything close to 2025, 20, then we would do it. So I, I personally don't want it. But there, like, there's no worse club than Inter for selling players. With the exception of Lukaku, we are awful at selling players. <laughs> selling Agume for the same price we bought injury-prone Sensi is madness. Like yeah. the composure that Agume had last season in the friendlies, he has. Zero uh, uh, appearances for the first club. He was playing at Sochaux, like 17 or 18, second division. He came uh-huh. to Inter playing with, I don't know, City and who knows on. His composure on the ball is next level. That's something that you don't learn. Either you have it or you don't. And he has yeah, it. Yeah, but the thing, is, the thing is, at this point of his career, what he is right now, which is like a, what, a 20-year-old, uh, he's still very raw, makes plenty of mistakes still. Um, 25 million from him right now is is fair, you know. No. And yes, no, it is. Dortmund, I'm not saying it's not fair. I'm saying we shouldn't sell him. Jude Billing. I agree. I, I agree. 
I agree. Borussia, like some 17-year-old player, German player scored for them like last last week. And Jude Billingham is like 19, 18. They paid 35 for him. Like we shouldn't sell those players. We should learn from our mistakes. He has been amazing. We signed him uh, Bro, for very low. Bristol, we're broke. We need money, okay? So low caro. You're talking about stuff like hold on to players that wait, waiting for him to, to de develop. This is not the reality right now. Let's be realistic. It's either we start being okay with them selling or beloved starters or just being okay with them cashing in on kids that are promising. And I'll take the latter anytime. You know, that's literally what it is. That's why we lost. That's that's kind of like why why we... um. We're probably gonna sell um, Satriano as well. We're probably gonna sell Esposito and stuff like that. You know, it's gonna be uh, Auxilio's new um, plus Valencia formula, just selling youngsters. I just, <clears throat> I don't know. I have some strong opinions about that. You know, if you are, um, if you have to sell players and do that for like multiple first uh, first team players, we shouldn't be. You know, even near the top, we shouldn't be disappointed when we are like fourth, fifth. Because if you are selling your top players constantly, you shouldn't be near the top, and we will not be. Look at what Juventus is doing. I'm not talking about money, about I'm talking about expectations. If they're able to to spend a hundred million in the winter, I don't care. You should be competing for the league. This week, ninety or eighty something, ninety for Vlahovic in January. That doesn't happen in Italy. In the world, for that matter, I don't care. And if you are selling players constantly, last season we sold like the two uh, best players in Hakimi and Lukaku. And on top of that, Conte, we shouldn't be on near the top. It's only Beppe and the other management team that is responsible for this, because they are able to replace those players in the best way possible. That was that will not be possible without them signing yeah, Zaghi. Who I mean. you know Juventus were interested in signing Dumfries, who had an amazing Euros for the Netherlands, and signing Jeko, Finnish Jeko, who Mourinho didn't want at Roma, and now is gonna win the league with Inter. It's just yeah. pure luck. That doesn't happen twice. No, and no, I'm just no, worried about the expectations. And if they say, "Oh, we are not winning the league, and we are casting them week in week out next season," like I'll not be doing that. If they say our goal is to achieve top four. That should be realistic if they are not signing anyone. But if they sign Lukaku and Dybala, that's a completely other thing. I'm just talking buts and ifs, but we are just comparing uh, the two parallels for the next season. Yeah, it's just my own opinion. No, I mean it's. I think it's it's really just gonna depend on what we do. You know, at the end of the day, let's wait and see uh, when the Mercato closes what the squad looks like. Um, but my expectations are not gonna go down. I'll tell you that much. Like I'm still gonna be expecting us to to be competing for the scudetto because I feel like we said that a long a long time. Um, this squad is in a window where most of our best players are 25, 26, 27. You know, most of our best players. So I expect us to be up there for at least another three years, even if they're selling one one top player a season. You know, so by the time for, for us to really make that plunge, hopefully Suning finds a way to sell, sell us or uh, maybe the finances um, change. But, yeah, that's how I feel. That's why I'm kind of confident. Like, we got Barella, 24, uh, Lotaro, if we keep him, 24, Skriniar, 26, 27. You know, um, Bastoni is 21, 22, a baby. You know, if we bring in Bremer, 24, 25. Like we're still right there. Brozov is twenty nine. Um, Hakan twenty seven. We're right there. Dumfries twenty six. So we're right there in that in that window where we should we should be able to, to continue competing. So if they don't dismantle the squad too much, I expect us to be competing for a third Scudetto next year. Well, hopefully we get this one this year and we're competing for a third next year. Yeah, I agree with Dave here, um, but I just want to get in here and say that uh, here in a few minutes, I am going to drop off. I'm going to be in producer mode. I'm just going to take my camera off and not be speaking, but I'll be pulling up the comments, whatever we need. So 
Um, yeah, I'll just go ahead and put my last thoughts in. Um, Christo went the most depressing way possible. <laughs> uh, doomsday, Christo. Um, from Christo to success, stand to doomsday. But um, yeah, I mean, we can survive on like one sale. Um, but if if we're talking about selling the farm, if we're talking about going like full Roma, yeah, that yeah. would be a problem. Um, even it it's even caught up to Atalanta. Look at them this season. So um, maybe after this window, you know, um, we're after this season will be 2023, three years removed from COVID. Um, well, the peak of COVID, I'll say. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully by then, you know, finances have even back out. Um, yeah. Because, so you know, that's, stuff, that's stuff happens out of nowhere. You know, I, I don't remember there were any rumors that Milan might get sold. It just happened out of nowhere, you know. So if who knows if, if Zhang just gets the, the right offer and then next thing you know, we're the ones getting sold. Uh, one last point I wanted to add as well, because I have to go as well. Um, we just renewed Beppe, Osilio, and Antonello for how many years? For three years, right? So they got they got contracts now to 2025. So for the next three years, I expect us to be up there competing. So that's that's the strength of the team right there. I feel like those three, they're going to make sure that we have a, a competitive squad as long as they're around. Now, if they're gone after that and stuff like that, so it's, it's, it could start, but... I'm confident for the next three years. All right. Well, um, that's two of us that have to head out. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to close it here. Um, I actually do kind of have to go kind of quickly. Um, I hate to end it so abruptly, but, um, yeah, this is, it looks bad. But thanks. Thanks, everyone, um, for, you know, being here. It's a great, great busy chat. I know we didn't get to the comments like we usually do. Yeah. We just had a lot yeah, to say today. About that. Yeah, we had a yeah. lot to say today. We, ra we rambled a lot today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is good. You know what? You know, we got to have some conversations. Some you got to have a little bit of a little bit of spice in there sometimes. Um, Risto brought that today. So, <laughs> uh, Risto, uh, glad to have you back. Um, Dave, Ian, as always, um, you know, thanks everyone in the chat. Um, and we'll see you all in the next one. Uh, thanks, everybody. So yeah, um, Risto said he wanted me to play out the outro, so here we go. <laughs>